Ray for Axtra! Ray! That's 
Child won't have nothing to say to a poor chap like you, will she, lads? No. Nope. Aye, but a strange anomaly. For a daughter of a man who hails from the quarterdeck, it's not allowed to love a man who lays in the foremast's arm. For a man is but a man, whether he hoists his flags in the main trunk or his slacks on the main deck. Ah, <sighs> <sighs> oh, what a queer world. Dick! Well, lad, our gallant captain is coming on deck. Let's greet him as so brave an officer and so gallant a seaman deserves. My gallant crew, good morning. Sir, good morning. I hope you are quite well. Quite well. And you, sir? I am in reasonable health. And happy to meet you all once more. You do us proud,
buttercup, I'm sad and soggy. I got Josephine, the fairest flower that ever blossomed on ancestral timber. He sought in marriage with Sir Joseph Porter, our admiralty's first lord. But for some reason, she does not seem to tackle kindly to it. Melancholy. For you, so look your best today. 
for this afternoon, so no supporter case of you will come to claim your promised hand. Oh, Father, your words cut me to the quick. I can esteem, reverence, venerate Sir Joseph, for he is a great and good man, but I cannot love him. My heart is already given. It is that as I feared. Given? And to whom? Oh, pity me, for he's a sailor aboard your own ship. A common sailor? Oh, fie. I, I blush at the weakness that allows me to cherish such a passion. I, I hate myself when I think of the depth to which I stooped in permitting myself to think so tenderly of one so ignobly born. But I love him. I love him. I love him. Come, my child. Let us talk this over. In a matter of heart, I would never coerce my daughter. And I do believe that love can level ranks. But the line must be drawn somewhere. Oh, I've thought of this night and day. I'll carry my love to him to the tomb. And he shall never, ever know. Well, you are my child after all. See, Sir Joseph's barge approaches, manned by twelve trusty oarsmen, filled with his sisters, cousin, and aunts, who follow him wherever he goes. Take this photograph for it will bring you to a more sensible frame of mind. My own thoughtful father.
now give three cheers. Captain Corcoran. 
It is a fine crew indeed, Sir Hurst. A British sailor is a splendid fellow, Captain Corcoran. Splendid fellow indeed. I hope you treat your crew kindly, Captain Corcoran. I would hope so, Sir Hurst. Never forget that they are the bulwarks of England's greatness, Captain Corcoran. So it seems. No bullying, I trust. No strong language of any kind, eh? <laughs> Never. What? Never? Well, hardly ever. They are a remarkably fine crew and do their work thoroughly without it. Don't patronize them, sir. Prank! Don't patronize them. That you are their captain is an accident of birth. I cannot permit these noble fellows to be patronized because an accident of birth has placed you above them and them below you. I am the last person to insult a British sailor. Sir Joseph, you are the last person who did, Captain Corcoran. <laughs> now, desire that splendid seaman to step up. Then not that splendid seaman, the other. Splendid seaman. Ray Frackstraw, step up. Yes, Your Honor. If what? Uh, if what? I don't understand you. If you please. Oh, of course. If you please. You're a remarkably fine fellow, Pat. Yes, Your Honor. <laughs> and a top-rate seaman, I'll be bound. There's not a better topman in the Navy, Your Honor. I shouldn't be saying so. Not at all. Proper self-respect, nothing more. Can you dance a hornpipe? <laughs> really, the leg. Uh, a hornpipe? Yes. No, Your Honor. Ah. Oh. Pity. All sailors should dance hornpipe. I'll teach you this evening after dinner. Now, tell me. Don't be afraid. How does your captain treat you, eh? There's not a better that doesn't Captain Walker deck, Your Honor. Aye, aye, aye! Good, I like to hear you speak well of your commanding officer. I dare say he doesn't deserve it, but still it does you credit. Can you sing? I can hum a little, Your Honor. Ah! <laughs> then hum this at your leisure. It is a song that I have composed for the use of the Royal Navy. It is designed to encourage independent thought and action in the lower branches of the service and to teach the principle that the British sailor is any man's equal, excepting mine. <laughs> now, Captain Corcoran, a word with you and your cabin on a tender and sentimental subject. Yes, Sir Joseph. In commemoration of this joyous occasion, see that extra grog is to be served at seven bells. I beg pardon? If what, Your Honor? If what? I don't understand you. If you please, Your Honor. What? The gentleman is quite right. If you please. If you please. gentlemen, courteous and considerate to the very humblest. True, Boatswain, but we are not the very humblest. As he says, a British seaman is any man's equal, excepting his. And if Sir Joseph says that, is it not our duty to believe him? I guess. Sure. You're on a wrong tack. And so is he. He means well, but he don't know. When people have to follow other people's orders, equality is out of the question. What? Did he know? Messmates, my mind is made up. 
I'm gonna go to the captain's daughter and tell her, like, like an honest man, about the honest love I have for her. Aye! Aye! Oh. Oops. Um. Exquisite ladies. <laughs> Is my heart not as good as another? Is my love not as true as another? Have I not hands, eyes, ears, limbs as another? Aye, aye. True, I lack birth. You've a birth on board this very ship. <laughs> well said. I forgot that. Messmates, evocative ladies, what do you say? Do you approve of my determination? We do! I don't. Dick! <laughs> what is to be done with this here hopeless chap? <gasps> Let us sing the song that our Joseph has kindly composed for us! Perhaps it'll bring this here miserable creature into a proper state of mind. <laughs> Yeah. 
tedious, fretful, and dictatorial. Frank Rackstraw. Aye, lady. No other than poor Rackstraw. Oh, how my heart beats. And why poor, Ray? I am poor in the essence of happiness, lady. Rich in the never-ending unrest. In me, it's a combination of anti-ethical elements, where she turn away with one another, driven hither by objective emotions, thither by subjective influences, wafted one moment into blazing day by mocking hope, and plunged the next into Sumerian darkness by tangible despair. I am but a living ganglion of irreconcilable antagonisms, lady. I hope I make myself clear. <laughs> Perfectly. Well, eloquence goes straight to my heart. Oh, if I dare! But no, the thought is madness. Dismiss these foolish fancies. They torture you needlessly. Come, make one effort. I will. One. Oh. Josephine. Sir. Josephine, in one brief breath, I will concentrate the hopes, the doubts, the anxious fears of six weary months. Josephine, I'm a British sailor. I love you. Sir, this audacity, my heart, my beating heart, this unwarrantable presumption on the thought of a common sailor. Common? The irony of the word. You forget the disparity in our ranks. I forget nothing, lady. I love you. Give me hope, and what I lack in education and polite accomplishments, I will endeavor to inquire. Lead me astray and in death alone, I will seek consolation. I've spoken. I wait my word. Well, you shall not wait long. Your proper love I heartily reject. Go, sir, and live to cast your eyes in some village maiden, in your own poor rank. They should be lowered before your captain's daughter.
messmates, ahoy! Come here, come here!
your gallant captain's daughter. And you, the meanest slave that crawls the
melody to the unconscious moon. Of who was he thinking? <laughs> Some high-born beauty, maybe. Who is poor little buttercup that she should expect his glance to fall on one so lowly? And yet, he knew that he only knew. Ah, little buttercup, still on board? That is not quite right, little one. For it would have been more responsible to go to shore at dusk. True, dear captain. But I would fain see you smile before I go. Ah, little buttercup. I fear it will be long before I recover from my accustomed cheerfulness. But great misfortunes have crowded upon me. All my friends seem to have turned against me. Do not say all, dear captain. That would be unjust to one at least. True, but you are staunch to me. If I ever gave my heart again, methinks it to be as one such as this. But I fear I can only look at you as a friend. I understand. You hold aloof from me because you are rich and lofty, and I poor and lowly. Take care. This poor bumboat woman has gypsy blood in her veins, and she can read destinies. Destinies. There's a change in store for you. A change? Be prepared. <laughs> As incomprehensible as her utterances are, <laughs> I do feel they are dictated for a sincere regard for me. Captain Hoffman! <laughs> I am much disappointed in your daughter. In fact, I don't think she will do. She won't do. I'm afraid not. The fact is that although I have urged my suit with as much eloquence as is consistent with an official utterance, I have done so hitherto without success. How do you come to this, eh? Really, Sir Joseph. Perhaps your rank dazzles her. Whoa, 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 you think it does? Well, she is a modest girl and her social position is far below your own. That is really a very sensible suggestion and demonstrates more knowledge of human nature than I've given you credit for, really. <laughs> See, she comes. Let us withdraw and watch our opportunity. Ah.
It has been represented to me that you are appalled by my exalted rank. I wish to convey to you officially my assurance that if your hesitation is attributable to that circumstance, it is uncalled for. Wait, so your lordship is of the opinion that married happiness is not inconsistent with our discrepancy in rank? I am officially of that opinion, yes. <laughs> That the high and lowly-born may truly love one another, provided that they are truly happy with one another? Madam, I wish to convey to you officially my opinion that love is a platform upon which all rights meet. Oh, thank you, Sir
I cannot express to you my delight at the happy result of your eloquence. Yes. For your argument was unanswerable. Captain Cochrane, it is one of the happiest characteristics of this glorious country that official utterances are invariably regarded as unanswerable. On my fondness comes to be crowned. My daughter is going to be the bride of the cabinet minister! Captain! Deck! Ah, oh, don't speak to me. I'm unpleasant to look at, and my name's again me. But I ain't as bad as I seem. What would you with me? I've come to give you warning. You propose to leave the Navy then? No, no! Do you misunderstand me? Listen.
as it does in the quarterdeck. And Josephine, this is the very spot that ever blossomed up on a poor fellow's wildest hopes. <laughs> she is the figurehead to my ship of life. She is the brightest beacon that guides me into my port of happiness. She is the rarest and purest gem that ever sparkled on a poor but trusting fellow's brow. Aww. No! <laughs> Insolent sailor! You shall repent this outrage! Seize him! Oh. Uh. <laughs> Sir Joseph, spare him, for I love him tenderly! Pray, don't! I shall uh, teach this insolent sailor to discipline his affection. Mm. Have you such a thing as a dungeon on board? Oh, we have. It's really dirty. We don't use it. They have. Ah. Then, ah, load him with 
and take him down at once. Ooh.
Then am I to understand that Captain Cochrane and Rafe were exchanged in childhood's happy hours, that Rafe is really the captain, and the captain is, is, is really Rafe? That is the meaning I intended to convey officially. And very well you have conveyed it, Miss Buttercup. Aye, aye, Dear right. me! Let them appear before me at once. Thank <laughs> you. 